It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. The Dolphins play at 1 p.m. Eastern time against the Titans this coming Sunday. Two teams coming off horrific losses. Uh, the Dolphins shut out 20 to nothing to the Saints. The Titans lose by 43 to the Texans and Deshaun Watson. They're still trying to tackle them. But looking at this game, Paul, a lot, a lot of things up in the air. I mean, I know it's been overwhelmingly negative in Dolphins land recently, and for good reason, but it looks like Marcus Mariota is either going to miss this game or is going to be playing with a hurt hammy. They did sign Brandon Whedon this week, which should be a good sign that Mariota is either very hurt heading into this game or will miss a game and Matt Castle will start. But if the Dolphins win this game, They've got a tough one against Atlanta next week. But then after that, they've got the Jets, the Ravens, and possibly the Raiders, maybe now without Derek Carr. So if the Dolphins can win this game and get to 2-2, two and two, whole season starts looking a lot different. It does. And you have to think, as sleepwalking as the offense has been in the past two weeks, this team is going to wake up at some point. They just have too much talent to suck this badly. I, I hate I hate putting it that way. but. They do. They really do. This is probably the best set of, of receiving and rushing threats that they've had on this team in a long time. You've got a Pro Bowl center who hasn't been playing up to snuff, and once he starts playing up to snuff, the players between him and your Pro Bowl left tackle and possible Pro Bowl right tackle, you kind of expect that things will start to gel at some point in time. So hopefully this is the week here. It is an ideal scenario, given the fact that you know, you've got your run defense, which is very good against the strength of their offense, which is their running game. You've got your pass defense, which has some questions, going up against their passing offense and has some questions. And then you've got your offense going up against their defense, which is just okay at this point. So this is a good chance for Cutler to break out this week. Yeah, and he has to. And, you know, you talk about the skill positions, and you're exactly right, that they are stocked at those spots. The key thing I don't think we factored in or a lot of people didn't factor in how long it would take for Cutler to get familiar with this offensive personnel. And I think that explains why you're seeing the Dolphins keep things so simple. I think that's why you're seeing the Dolphins struggle so much, even though they have the weapons to really keep it simple and just win one-on-one matchups. But another point you said there, Paul, Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray, one of the better one-two punches here in the NFL this year, 81 carries, 383 yards. So you're looking at 4.7 yards per carry between the both of them. The Dolphins have held opposing running backs this year to 3.61 yards a carry. So that should be a matchup that really defines how this game turns out. It should. And the other interesting one is going to be Miami's cornerback position. Xavier Howard hasn't been the best this year. We've already talked about that. I don't want to beat it to death. He's been okay. That's about it. He needs to step it up. Across from Xavier Howard, though, there's a whole lot of interesting mess going on. Reportedly, Cordray Tankersley's been starting a corner over Byron Maxwell. It wasn't just a hammy issue like we talked about the other day. It sounds like, by all reports, the thing that we've been most pissed off about with the Dolphins' defense the past year or two was the fact that they weren't playing press man with their big press man corners. Come to find out, big reason for the benching here is Byron Maxwell supposedly 
was supposed to be playing press man and instead kept changing his own play style and playing off the ball. So I know Gase has been one of my goats lately because of the fact that he's been calling a terrible game on offense. But the fact that he's trying to put his press man corner into press man and the guy's going, ah, nope, really, really irritates me. So hopefully Byron Maxwell kind of gets his head out of his ass and plays a little bit because right now the best two corners on this team have been Cordray Attackers and Byron Maxwell. You bet. And Xavier Howard is questionable for this game, which makes it even more complicated. Ultron Verner, who's only played two, uh, 10 snaps in the last two games, may see a pretty big role here. But regardless of who the Dolphins have at cornerback, the wide receivers for the, tech, for, the, for the Titans, not very good out there. Well, you've got Richard Matthews, the former Dolphin. That's, he's by far their number one guy. You've got Eric Decker out there on the perimeter as well. But Corey Davis, their fifth overall pick, is going to miss this game. Taiwan Taylor can get deep a little bit, but not really a lot of players who who scare you in terms of big plays. That really feeds uh, into a favor for the Dolphins there. But I, I, I think really the biggest option for them, Paul, at, at tight end is going to be Delaney Walker going up against our linebackers and safeties. Yeah, that could get real interesting in a hurry. Uh, it, it should also be interesting. I mean, Lawrence Timmons came back last week and looked phenomenal. Uh, Rashad Jones. He is one of the better tight end covering safeties in the NFL. Kiko Alonso, he does do a good job covering tight ends, even though he hasn't been doing a great job in run support this year. But if Delaney Walker ends up one-on-one with Mike Hall, if Delaney Walker ends up one-on-one with Nate Allen, that's where it could get a little scary. Uh, But Miami's been doing a really good job on defense this year. They've held everyone under 20 points. I'm I'm not 100% worried here, even though Delaney Walker is a very talented threat. What would be terrible is if, you know, Ray Maluga is going to play this game. It would be terrible if Maluga went up against Delaney Walker and Walker caught the ball, went to the end zone, and Maluga ran to Taco Bell. That would be a terrible situation there. Maluga would just eat him. Yeah, he will. Hopefully he he smothers him in coverage, like he smothers his – Chalupa at Taco Bell. So anyway, looking at a few other matchups here, one other interesting thing I heard listening to a few other Titans podcasts is their really top cornerback, Logan Ryan, typically plays in the slot. You know, and when they have when they go three cornerback, they have him in the slot. They have first round pick of Dory Jackson, who is very hit and miss at this point, at one outside corner spot. And then at the other cornerback spot on the boundary, they have either LaShawn Sims or Bryce McCain. This is a, dol- a matchup the Dolphins really need to exploit out there on the outside. Uh, Devontae Parker, really one of the only offensive players who have been playing well this year. and But it, this might be a very good game, a very big game for Kenny Stills. It should be. And, I, and the reason I say should be is people are down on Kenny Stills right now. I'm really not. He, he's made some solid effort in the short receiving game when he's had the opportunity. But there are points I can look at in, in each of the first three games where you could see Stills streaking behind the defense and Cutler just didn't see him. So Stills is doing what he's supposed to do and Cutler's throwing the ball five yards. So, you know, so it's, it's Cutler needs to see Stills and this is probably the worst cornerback scenario, which is a positive for Stills. And I, I know that came out sounding a little funky, but Stills can beat these guys deep. 
Like, the other weeks he was already beating better corners. He can beat these guys deep. So Cutler needs to just uncork it here. The guy that supposedly loves to throw the deep ball hasn't been throwing it. And so he just needs to see him open in these scenarios, and it could be a huge day for Stills. Yeah, and it really speaks to the chemistry that Tannehill and, and Kenny Stills had over the last two years that I think Stills is getting open just as often as he was before. He's just – Jay Cutler is either not seeing him or it's situations where he's pressured and he can't pull the trigger. But, yeah, that's going to be a very big matchup. I'm still – moving forward, My I still have really high hopes for Kenny Stills. He's a great deep threat, and he's really rounding out the other parts of his game, not making as many stupid mistakes as before. What really needs to happen for the Dolphins on offense is Jay Ajayi needs to get back on track. I, again, another player like Stills, I don't feel talent-wise is any worse than he was last year. Uh, I think he's quite pissed off at this point, and for good reason. I mean, last two games, Jay Ajayi, 58 yards rushing, 65 yards after contact. And that's, that's not – I'm not misstating that. He is getting hit on the backfield regularly. And I don't know if the interior of this offensive line is going to get much better here throughout the year. So it's key the Dolphins make some plays downfield, open some things up, especially against a Titans secondary that's not all that great. Yeah, and and really it goes back to something I was saying earlier. We need Pouncey to start playing a little more Pouncey-like. And once he does, that'll open a lot up for Ajayi. Right now with three weak links in the middle of that offensive line, it's tough with him getting drilled in the backfield every play. I will say, you look back at last year, anytime he had a two-game stretch where he didn't perform very well, Ajayi just exploded that third week, just absolutely exploded all over the team that they played against. And so this could be a prime week for him to do that, especially if Pouncey can kind of get back to being Pouncey. Yeah, big matchup on the interior is going to be Titans defensive tackle Jarrell Casey against the interior of the Dolphins offensive line. Uh, Casey has been a pro bowler, hasn't played all that great the first three weeks for the Titans, could be due for a big game too. But other than that, the Titans don't have a whole heck of a lot up the middle. So this, if you give Jay Ajayi in this contest three holes to run through, I think he's going to run for over 100 yards. I think it'll change the whole complexion of this game. It has to. I mean, it just has to. So, Paul, looking at Overall, the Dolphins-Titans matchup, do you think the Dolphins get back on track this week? What's your prediction? I predict that they're going to get a little bit more back on track. I, I think Miami pulls it out 20-17. to 17. It, It's not as explosive as they should be, but starts heading in that right direction. I think Jay Ajayi is a big factor here, as well as Devontae Parker, because I think Devontae Parker is just going to eat Adoree Jackson on this game. I'm going to say Dolphins 24, Titans 14 in this. I think the Dolphins win convincingly here and get back on track. It just, I feel like they've been embarrassed so much the last two weeks. Now they get to come back home and finally get back on track. You can follow us here next week as we break down the Dolphins-Atlanta Falcons matchup heading into week six. We're also going to obviously recap the Dolphins week five matchup against the Titans after this. So you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Spreaker, on iTunes, on YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. You are listening to Paul Pickin and Brian Cat Catanzaro. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Fifth side.
It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.